Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi guys, welcome to Cozy Pedas Podcast. My mommy Shan. Hey! My hey. sister Ari. Say hi, Ari. Hey. And I'm Anya. Let's go! Do 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 Welcome to the cozy womb. The cozy womb. What is that? (laughs) Well, let me tell you. So, for years now, having two children, I'm just like, you know, a lot of women tell other women the joys of pregnancy, the joys of children, But I never felt like anyone was actually giving them the real spiel of the whole experience. And I had my first child and I was like, okay, well, maybe that was this experience. Maybe the second one would be a bit better. The lies. The lies. The lies, the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. The second one was not better. The second one had a new set of problems and let me say my first daughter was 41 weeks late and I'm just like 
what is happening? I'm not dilating. That is when your child is making some progress on coming out of you. No, never. Didn't budge. Nothing. Hated it. Um, and then, you know, a few years, a few years later, <clears throat> I have a second child. And she is making no progress on dilating, not moving. And I said, you know what? This is what we're not going to do. I will not sit here and wait for 41 weeks to come. You're going to go ahead and take her out. This is the date that you're going to go ahead and take her out. But no, he was like, no. My doctor was like, no, I'm not going to take her out. We're going to go ahead and induce you. When I tell you, when people tell you that the second child is easier, they're lying. They're lying. So my first child, Anya, you know, I didn't know anything about being pregnant, what you do when you're pregnant. So I figured, hey, let me go down to Florida to West Palm Beach where my mom was. Because my mom already had five kids and she loves children. So I'm just like, she'll know what to tell me to do through this whole process. I wasn't working. I came from New York. I wasn't working. I was in between work. And the money that I was using to prepare or do everything for myself and Anya included before she got there was from my uh, unemployment from working in New York for years. So... I used that, um, and I was just, you know, in West Palm Beach throughout my whole pregnancy. The child was not moving. My symptoms from, (laughs) you know, the beginning from having heartburn early as hell, um, having a nasty taste in my mouth, uh, and this is, this started in New York. My hair turned into a monster texture like do not touch it do not look at it do not comb it just it just it was just there it was just existing not doing anything for me but just existing and I hated it um I had a rash oh my god this rash I had a rash in between my boobs that had like discoloration and would like shed for I want to say a month and I kid you not Every month, I had a new symptom when I was pregnant with my new child, and everything was uncomfortable. And the last three months of me being pregnant, I never slept. I could never lay down comfortably. Um, I had to sit up, and that was when, you know, I initiated myself to the Game of Thrones, um, which was amazing, um, and a lot of things on HBO. And I ate Whatever I wanted when I wanted. I remember craving baked macaroni and cheese at like 4 a.m. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. The eating part. That's it, okay? That's it. The best part about eating was like what I needed felt like... No, let me scratch that. What I wanted felt like I needed it. Um, and the irritating part about it you know, closer to when it got to, you know, time for me to have my first child is I never knew when I was going to be full, when I wanted to eat something. And if I did not eat what I was craving, 
I was irritated until I got it. So it was really annoying. Um, her dad was not around. And I'm just like, damn. Like, if I need it, I got to prepare for me needing it. And when you have cravings, you don't know what you're going to need until you need it. So it was annoying. But anyway, 41 weeks came. Um, my doctor didn't tell me at my 40th week that I had to make an appointment to come in. And I didn't because he didn't tell me. I thought I would just have to be at my mom's house. And whenever it's time for me to go into labor, it was going to happen. It never happened. Um, I called his nurse and I was like, hey, you coming up on 41 weeks, ain't nothing happening. What should I do? And she was like, did you make an appointment to see your doctor? I was like, no. She was like, well, come in. And he brought me in the office. He was like, I do not deliver late babies. He was like, so we're going to have to schedule you to go to the hospital and we're going to go ahead and induce you. I was like, great. Like, I've been waiting to hear these words. Let's do this. Please get her out of me. I'm tired of sharing my body. Pregnancy is the most unselfish thing any woman would ever do on this earth. Grateful that I've had two great, healthy children. Um, I had no like medical complications in any of my labors. But at the same time... The sharing of your body for nine months, and let's be honest, it's more like 10 months, and then your body starts feeling weird feelings after the 10 months, and then, hey, I'm back, it's my period. Hating that, coming back, it's a whole process. Mothers do not get enough credit, you know, I wish that there were more considerations as far as um just people you know understanding that some days you're gonna wake up and you're not gonna be in the mood some days you just need to not be talked to do not rub on me like it's a lot of stuff that comes with carrying a child that the child grows up for years and does not understand and will not appreciate until they become that mother pregnant with their own child. But let's bring it back. So he um, told me to go to the hospital. So I'm nothing. I'm not feeling anything. I'm just like, okay, hey, we're starting to process. Get to the hospital. I'm with my mom. And they just basically come in there and they're like drugging me with like, things to induce the pregnancy. I'm just like, I feel fine. I'm laying in the bed in my, my um, you know, my hospital gear, my comfy skid socks. And I hear a fucking dinosaur down the hallway. I'm just like, what the heck is that? So it's this lady that's in labor. The, the sound that was coming out of that hallway, I was like, she needs to relax. I mean, I feel wonderful there's nothing happening the doctor um not the doctor but one of the nurses came in and she was telling me you know what medicine she's giving me and in about um a couple of minutes I'm gonna go to sleep she started counting by the time she got to five when I tell you that drug needs to be sold in stores the best sleep I've had in about four months while being pregnant is what I had when they were inducing me with drugs. All right. 
I slept. I slept like a baby. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't feel anything. I just was in an abyss of love sleep. Um, I woke up and they gave me something else to start my contractions. And I was like, I don't feel anything. I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom by myself while I'm hooked up to this ivy. Did that. Came back. I was like, I feel great. Three minutes later, ooh, downhill. So then when that medicine kicked in and gave birth to these uh, these contractions, my G, I was walking to the bathroom by myself upright without a care in the world and I turned into a cripple. I could not stand up straight. My hands were trembling and I felt like there was an oncoming semi-truck that had nothing to do in life but keep running into me every three to four minutes. And then from three to four minutes, it got to like uh, three to two minutes and then close. And I'm just like, what is this? It was so annoying because... You didn't know how irritated you you were going to be before it came. And then it came and it was like, damn, I wasn't prepared. And every time you're not prepared for the contractions. Men, be lucky you are men. Be lucky, you know, your frustration would be like minor stuff. Like, damn, it's Friday and I hit the barbershop. Or, man, I got to change something on the car. Or, oh. I got paperwork to do, or man, something going on at work is irritating you. You no longer, not no longer, because some men do enjoy being next to a woman in in the delivery. You never have to go through the physical pain that a woman will giving birth. And it's a pain because there's no one that can help you because you are it. And when I tell you, being a mother or becoming a mother will initiate you into a power that you'll have at the same time when you give birth to your first child saying to yourself, there is nothing I cannot endure There is nothing I cannot do in life. And anything you want is pushed um, by you 10 times more because you just, you know, you gave a life. And when I tell you that pain makes anything else that will give you pain in life feel like it's nothing. After I gave birth, needles were nothing. Uh, tattoos were nothing. I went skydiving, I want to say, in 2016. That was nothing. I cannot wait to go skydiving again. I probably want to go with a larger group, like a group of 10 people again. But it just gives you balls out of this world to do things that you probably never would try to do or attempt before you became a parent. But I love it. Um... So fast forward, I, you know, they, the doctors came in the room. My doctor 
and the other nurses were talking about um his name is dr gordon i remember him from palm beach st mary's hospital loved my nurse ha she was amazing gave me hella sandwiches after i had anya amazing around the clock but he came in the room talking about some wedding plans and the nurses were talking about you know what wine they had i'm just like do y'all not understand i'm about to give a life in here and i am in hella pain and y'all uh i did have an epidural loved it any woman trying to make a point and not have an epidural good luck to you i love drugs that take away pain so yes i had an epidural i remember the doctors coming in there telling me about what they're doing i said just don't tell me nothing just go ahead and stick the needle in the first time i had a child i tell you i did not look at that needle the second time i had a child i did not look at that needle i just need them to put it in me put it in me that's how i got in this mess in the first place but we're not gonna talk about that but yes so i had my epidural whatever the epidural starts wearing off and then they tell you to push my g i cannot feel anything from my waist down push what i have no legs okay i feel no legs i have no legs i'm not pushing anything so i remember my mom pushing my legs back holding them and and they just kept telling me to push and they just kept counting it down 10 blah 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 b f by the time you got to three tell me to take a break when i tell you it felt like i was pushing in vain why was anya up near like my right breast like homie was not trying to make it to the light i'm just like hey we've been in here we've been pushing i'm irritated because i can't feel my legs it's hella people in here all of the lights were on my crotch area and i'm just like i'm irritated i'm tired i'm hungry as shit you cannot eat during pregnancy because you don't want to poo on yourself i am hungry and y'all telling me to push my g so they kept lying to me and it was like okay this is the last one nothing 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 when we got to the, like the next this is the last one i said all right i'm i'm not doing it you gotta have to come in here and get her i remember telling dr gordon that and i just slipped out and he had to i remember him having to cut me a little bit because he thought her she was too big for me to um to push her out so he had to cut me a little bit you can't feel that because you're numb all the way down there after i pushed her out i i know before i was sure i told them and the doctor that said do not put her on me i know she coming outside of me that's my child but i don't want my insides on my outsides you feel me so go ahead and clean her off and then bring her back and we cool so i pushed her out he showed me her my mom um cut the umbilical cord um he was stitching me up and I just felt so much relief after having her. Okay, now let's fast forward a couple of years. I had Aria last year. Whew. Last year was a doozy. Had Aria last year. 
And when I tell you a whole nother 10 months of crazy symptoms and the difference between me being pregnant with Ari and me being pregnant with Anya is with Anya, I never had to work. With Ari, I was working 38 hours a week, every week up until, let me see. Um, when did I have Ari? Two months before I had Ari, I was I was working up until that point. I had maternity leave, thank God, from this job. And when I tell you that was a wait, I was so over it, you know, the whole pregnancy. I was not enjoying it at all. Um, and again, suffering from cozy womb the child never wants to leave i don't know what is it about my insides maybe there's a lazy boy in there or a tempurpedic mattress or you know hella snacks or um the best comfy pajamas up in my womb but i wish i could be up in my womb at times when i don't want to deal with people in this world um, kids never want to leave outside of me. That's why I'm just like, you know what, Chantal, the whole time you were pregnant last year, you kept telling yourself, hey, girl, when you get a chance and you get that offer where this doctor wants to tie your tubes, tie your tubes, whatever you do, tie your tubes. And I can say that because I just gave life to two kids. Now, if you've never had kids and you just feel like kids aren't for you, cool. But if you had one child, all right. I really wanted a boy. And Ari did not turn into the boy, which really pissed me off. But that's okay. I'm going to take what the Lord gave me. I love Ari. Me and Ari, it took a while for us to become friends. I think... You know, first month, second month, third month, me and Ari were not friends. You know, we became friends slowly but surely, but we're cool now. But, you know, I appreciate her in my life. I love me some Ari, but that pregnancy was a woo-hoo-hoo. Woo, that pregnancy was like, you know, Ari's daddy was there. Anya was there through the whole thing in the um hospital room. Um... Who else was there? My mom was there. My mom was really, like, pushing for Anya to experience it. I remember Anya asked my mom, why is she making that noise? My mom was like, because she's in pain. I'm just like, this is not a moment. Give me my drugs. They took so long to give me my epidural with Ari. It, I was pissed off. Every time the doctors came in there, they were not giving my epidural because they wanted me... Um, to have more fluids in my body before they gave me the epidural, which was so annoying. It took, I want to say, 17 hours for me to have Ari. And the fact that she came out and I thought she was going to be bigger than she was and she was small, I was like, oh my God, I am so irritated. Like, even in the first picture I took with me, Ari, and Anya in the bed, Anya was the first one to hold Ari, I was pissed. That was such a long pregnancy and I was in pain for so long and I feel like everybody around me did not know what I was going through 
and they just all they all they were doing is looking. And I remember wishing I could be the one looking at the person that would give me breath. He's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So I had Ari again induced, and you know I was in pain for I want to say after birth. Oh, I was in pain, and my doctors gave me drugs, which I loved. For I want to say three weeks. I didn't get, I didn't have to be cut with um, Ari. And when I got cut with Anya the first time, it wasn't like a C-section cut. It was like cut so the baby's head could come out and then stitch up. And then with Ari, she came out, but I just didn't feel where... I was about to have her. It was just like, okay, a relief. I'm done. And I knew for sure that I'm getting my tubes tied. I'm getting my tubes tied. Weeks later, a month later, I went to go see my doctor. And my doctor was like, hey, your insurance is going to pay for the whole thing. Nothing out of your pocket. Just give me the date and we can do it. And I was like, okay. Thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in a relationship. I don't. Um, I really felt like I wanted this. Uh, uh, my tubes to be tied. But then I thought about it and I was like. Who am I. To be able to give a life. You know to a child. Through you know. Being in labor. And find someone. A man who doesn't have kids and wants kids and rob him of that being that we love each other but rob him of us having a child I was like I'll wait until I'm like mm, 34 then I'll go ahead and close up shop but for right now you know I'm chilling but I just really felt like women of the world need to know that there's an ugly side to this pregnancy life there is realness on the other side of this make-believe pregnancy rainbow this society these blogs these maternity pretty pictures are feeding you like it's some real bs behind being pregnant and being pregnant and working being pregnant and having errands to run because you may live with someone that does not drive. Uh, being pregnant and just being exhausted all the time or not comfortable. And being hella emotional. Like when I tell you the commercials I cried on or the songs I cried on. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes you may have things happening around you that make you very emotional. Um, it's so funny. I, I just think it's really ironic. It's not funny, but when I had, when I got pregnant with Ari, um, you know, a lot of things were going on. A lot of changes were happening. And changes were happening. So... When I was pregnant with Ari, you know, <laughs> her dad did not want to come to the realization that I was going to have a child and he was going to have to be 
a father again after he already has a child that can do for herself. So he was going through his own, I can't believe it's not butter moment. Um, and I told him for years prior, like we've known each other for years, like 13 plus years. And I told him, you know, if it ever came down to me being pregnant and having a child, I'm just not the type of woman that's going to have an abortion. Like that's just, it's just not in me. I'm not saying to other people that it's wrong. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying for me, myself, I'm not that woman. I always told him that. Never happened for years. But you know, last year, you know, the Lord had a plan. The Lord wanted to share a laugh. And here's Ari. So, um, that was going on. My uh, favorite uncle was sick. And when I tell you, it was like something minor to where, you know, he just wasn't feeling well, um, was having headaches or his eyes was hurting him to like fast forward stage four cancer just out the blue. And I was dealing with that. And you know, when you're pregnant or if you don't know, everything emotionally, mentally, physically that's happened to you happening to you will happen with your child. So I didn't have time to be depressed. I didn't have time to be sad. I didn't have time to be stressed while working, while having another child that needs me, um, while having a mother that's not in the best health, health that was living with me and just having hella responsibilities and having to still go day by day. And then on top of that, having Ari's you know, father be depressed for most of my pregnancy, just going through the fact that, you know, his life was going to change, you know, and he wasn't ready for it. But that was a whole transition. I made it through. I made it through. You know, every day's, you know, a test or you just don't know what it's going to be. But as parents, we do it. As mothers, we do it. Don't know how we do it. Some days I don't know how I do it. I'm glad I make it to the end of my day so I could get to the next day. And I have two beautiful children. I love them. They're beautiful. They're smart. They make me laugh. They bring me joy. Um, do they stress me? Mm, they don't stress me. Um, my ability to be everything to them, I would say that stresses me more. Where, you know, I want to work to provide, but I also want to be there to teach them and I want to be there to enjoy them um, and fitting them into my everyday is such a struggle. Um, any single parents out there, fathers or mothers, like it is a struggle to fit a child into your everyday when you work full time. And, you know, you got things going on. And on top of that, you have personal career goals for yourself that you want to work on. And it's all about planning. It's all about scheduling. But we can do it. And today, parenting, I feel like you have to have an honest approach. You have to have a goal. You have to be open-minded. Um, 
and just willing to have discussions with your children. It doesn't matter how old they are. Like, I've never talked to Anya since she was a baby in the quote-unquote baby talk. Never. Always been, you know, real words. Let's talk about it. Let's laugh about it. Let's sing about it. Always been that. And now, you know, she's four year old, years old and she can read. I have a four-year-old that can read because I've just been teaching her constantly. Just constantly teaching. Their ears are amazing. A child's ears, they hear everything. Their eyes, they see everything. You know, they have questions. And my job as a parent, as a mother to her, is to answer them. And give her my best answers. And if I am if I don't know, let's find out together. And that's just my personal quest as a parent to my kids. Um, I read to my girls every night. Her sister is, she'll be 10 months on Monday. 10 months, my child. A second child survived with me for 10 months. Yes, Lord. Yeah, she'll be 10 months on Monday. Ari, Anya's... Um, you know, curious, uh, going through her own battle of having the last word right now. You know, this is just parenting today, what I'm dealing with. She repeats everything. She eavesdrops. Two weeks ago, she called 911 while I was sleeping. She does unlimited selfies in my phone. You know, she takes pictures of me when I'm sleeping. Uh, she lotions herself to death. Never rubs it in, just puts it on, pastes it on like it's plaster. What does she do? She puts her own food in the microwave. She gets her own juice. You know, she helps me with things. Uh, she's super lovable. Always wants hugs. Always tells me that she loves me. You know, tells me what she likes about me. Always hugging on her sister. Arya adores her. You know, thinks everything about Anya is amazing. You know, I love when they see each other and both of them light up. Like, I love it. Um, brings me so much joy on the inside. Oh my God, I love it. Um, what can I say? Like, surviving my children <laughs> is such a struggle. Um, some days I'm really overjoyed. Some days I have lots of questions. Some days I'm just um, stressed, not because they stress me, but again, how can I be able to be everywhere for them and be at work where I don't want to be or be somewhere handling business with the car or business with the house and being able to be all these things and that's what a parent is is being able to be all those things but at the end of the day still be able to wrap arms around your children um and today there's so much going on on the outskirts of your home on the outskirts of you know how you parent that you either prepare your child for or you throw them in the world where they have to deal and I just want to make sure I'm preparing my children for everything, no matter how old they are. You know, in my house, I keep it very homey. You know, there's 
colors all over the place. There's paintings, drawings, uh, artwork. We have um, an easel in the kitchen where, you know, me and Anya, we have competitions on, you know, what you're going to draw, see if you can draw it. We spell words, we tell time, we uh make funny songs just make your life enjoyable with your kids and that's what this podcast is about i want you know to have an open discussion with people from all over the world about their parenting and their pregnancy experience and if anybody has any questions about you know pregnancy or if it was hard being pregnant or you know, their difficulties being pregnant. I have so many friends who have difficulties, you know, older than me, younger than me, getting pregnant. And, you know, it's not a it's not an easy thing. And a lot of people have their own ideas of how they want their family to be. And we all have to be open to that and always be able to listen, uh, give feedback when asked to give feedback. That is the star thing give feedback when being asked um and just be honest and i think through great parenting uh great focus we can all be better at this okay we can all be i just you know cozy womb is about all the great things about being pregnant, being a parent, and surviving your children today. And, you know, I'll have people on here with me sometimes, or it'll be just me. You know, I'll vent on here. You know, you might experience my car chronicles on here. But I just feel like there needs to be an open dialogue about the other side of pregnancy not just the pretty books or the this is what happens at two months three months four months five months and so on and so on like there is another galaxy to this pregnancy life and there is another dimension to a new way of parenting and being hands-on with your kids and a better way so they'll be better human beings to the other people in the world and we I feel like we have to do it because our kids are who will make the decisions for us later on when we you know get old and we turn back into babies and it is in my power to make that life that they'll experience and learn from the best so that's what I'm doing Cozy Boom, we're just honestly talking about this. Please chime in. Please comment. You can always reach me on Twitter at 2Artsy. T-O-A-R-T-C. My website is whoisshan.com. Talk a lot, a lot of uh, creative things on there. We have... Um, some of my books on there that I talk about different things. You know, we're all about evolving. This is what this is about, evolving. And I just need to make a segue for 
the cozy room. Let's get cozy together. See you next time. Bye. 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 You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.